You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com. And streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Who Done It After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Who Done It After Show. I don't know. You stumped me after the oh, first one. Easy there. Yeah. Hey guys, Bing is for doing, and tonight we are doing another recap of season one of Who Done It, episode six. Uh, Steph Z is away this week, so it's just Brian and I. But she's going to be calling in and ra- uh, wrapping everything up with us. So let's get right to it. We're getting down to the final contestants. What did you think of tonight's episode, Brian? Uh, I, I thought it was I thought it was a an improvement over last week. Um, I, I thought that the season had been trending upward in quality. Last week there was a bit of a I don't know if it was if it was a step down or more of just a step back, which is one of the things that we were kind of talking last week. Like after a lot of kind of twists and turns and red herrings, um, it was kind of very straightforward last week. This week again, this week we were back to. Um, I think perhaps the most duplicitous murder yet, um, in the sense that, uh, the killer himself or herself, um, wasn't actually able to execute the, the, uh, primary plan not to skip too far ahead yeah i did like that they you know said that they had this original thing going and then due to unforeseen reasons of basically the person that was getting killed kind of escaped the killing they had to resort to something else which i thought was always kind of in or i've always wondered you know you see them in their hello hey guys hey steph hey steph how are you? Good. How are you doing? Good. I missed watching with you guys tonight, but I'm over here on the East Coast at 2 a.m. because I love the show so much, and I just wanted to talk about it. Nice, nice. Well, thanks for calling in. Well, you know, Brian and I were just talking about how different this episode was because, you know, it seemed like Gino escaped the killing, um, or at least the killer's first intentional or intention of killing him with, the, you know, not wearing the lay that was in his room and, you know, just how that's a little bit different than, um, you know, what, what typically happens. Right. I wonder if Gino was at all suspicious of the things in his room because people are now thinking like, okay, am I going to be the one, even though they said no one was going to die tonight. What do you guys think? You know, I don't really think that they can purposely not do something because, you know, when Don right. went into the kitchen, you know, he knew that he was about to die. So I don't I don't really think that Gino outsmarted the writers. I think the writers are just, you know, putting something else in there for us because, you know, it, it, it was different. We did. It was a different way to present multiple clues and multiple ways that they could die. Right. Instead of a, instead of, um, you know, kind of an intentional deception, we have um 
the deception where it was actually you know and a, a you know an intended method of killing um Gino but you know it, instead of it, it really they're just layering now um at least this week they have two ways to kill Gino and and you kind of have right. to pick one and really to pick one you know the key which it, it was unclear to me as to um how you know who actually knew this and how they were talking about it the key was really the fact that he did not bring down his net his necklace slash lay um you know i i actually was kind of surprised that there was less discussion or that there wasn't less discussion of that on the episode i mean it seemed that might have been the key that the one team had and the other team didn't right right and i also this week as well i thought was really interesting was that he found the note like later we see he found the note to steal Giles' cell phone, and he would be safe. And that actually was like fake. It was like it was it was leading him in the direction to get killed, which I don't feel like we've seen that before either. The the killer actually walking them into something like that. That would say they they were specifically safe, and then it was completely the opposite. Like they led him right into his death. Yeah, no, it definitely was. You know, the killer basically tricking him. But I feel like. They, they have done that before in another episode where they're basically saying, do this and you'll be okay. But, you know, it was, you know, kind of like how they walked Dana to her death. And there was another one. I, I can't recall the episode right now, but, um, you know, they, I think it was just like he had to trick him somehow. Because, you know, how, how Gino followed, um, Right. He, he took the note and he did it. Right. So I don't know if right. maybe and well, Adri- and Adriana they 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 tied the door to make her go out the the rear. Right, that, that was the one thing. I was thinking yeah. of. Yeah, yeah. And so I think right. it was. I mean, he doesn't have an option at this point. Like he can't not steal the phone. You know. So I, I mean, I do. Although think- I, I do appreciate the fact that there's still. Um, making great pains to inform the viewers that no one is being killed. The most explicit disclaimer yet of Gino just being on, yo, I have not been killed. Yeah. This is makeup. That was right. great. Um, you but know, it is. It's great how each week, like, each week the sequence of events leading to the killing and the way that they're doing it is definitely changing, which leaves us all on our toes and why I think no one's really certain What's going on exactly? Which is, I think, exactly what you know. Anthony was trying to say a couple weeks ago. Like we don't know. You know what I mean? Like we expect it all to lead up one way to get an outcome, and then it completely, you know, goes left a little bit. And we're like, wait, why is that happening now? So there's. I think it's. A, I really liked this episode a lot. I thought it was a really good episode. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a pattern now that's almost an established pattern that um, it's not. You know that the identity of the contestant who's been murdered is not going to be, you know, a something that people find out w- based on who comes to breakfast. Um, I think it's now three straight right. where, you know, w- w- there's some type of wrench in the works, whether it's, you know, telling everyone to go party, I'm not killing anyone tonight, and then killing someone at exactly 12.01, um, or, you know, previously Don being killed during breakfast, and now, um, you know, just the next contestant to die Ronnie goes in the afternoon. Spoiler alert, although presumably you probably watched the episode if you're on. 
with us. Yeah. Like, and again, I like how they toyed with that there might be another double murder. I know we figured out the math and it doesn't make sense that there would be another double murder, but they are trying to throw little things in like that. They're trying to throw curveballs, I think. Well, and I think also with that being said, then, you know, the people are the contestants. They didn't know how many episodes it was going to be. So for them to think, OK, two of us might die right now. You know, they're not thinking we only have three days left on the show. They have no idea how many days they have left on the show, you know, so they could be thinking two of us might get killed. And and at this point, I mean, it becomes a much bigger issue. I think that one of them is the killer and knows that they are the killer because now there's only four people left. I mean, it's, you know, when there's a group of seven, eight, and, you know, and at the beginning, 13 people and one is the killer, um, you know, it's, it's not a huge, it's not a huge thing, I think, interacting. I mean, it's, it's definitely a big thing saying, okay, one person here is the killer, but now every conversation, every room you're in, there's a very high probability. If you know you're not the killer, you know, there's only three other people. So there's, you know, just pure right. chance, a, a very high probability that you're talking to the killer at every single moment. And I think that's going to lead into a very interesting episode next week. I, I, I was actually surprised there wasn't more intrigue with that this week um, of people being like, you know, I mean, people are still seem to be thinking, well, I know who the killer is rather than suspecting everyone, which I think is an odd play. Which is, you know, and like how Cam said, you know, I thought Gina was the killer. And now, like, we didn't really see him overthinking that or they don't really show people you know in their confessionals thinking i know this person is the killer so they're doing this which i i mean maybe that's just the way that they're editing editing it so that we don't start getting our own assumptions of who the killer is um but you know how cam said today well i really thought gino was the killer now i have to go in another direction i mean that's got to throw off your gameplay somewhat because you know he had gino as the killer for six episodes now and then all of a sudden he's no longer there it's got to kind of make you think okay are the two people in my alliance the killer and you know how is that going right. to change my gameplay so maybe maybe right. recap at this point yeah yeah let's we're, let's we're get back to the recap free, free flow which is yeah. is good Wait, just, i just want to sure. add one thing real quick about that about the editing sequence i don't know tonight i was on twitter a bunch because i got to watch the episode early so i had some time and there was some tweets going back and forth between chris and melena about Chris telling her to join the alliance and then it looking like she didn't and then her wanting to after and, and Chris even mentioned something about the editing in there. So I think that does play a lot, even them now seeing it to like what really happened. Which of course is, you know, reality fiction, but it is very interesting that you mentioned that because that definitely they're even talking about that. Well, Chris so. is coming off very unfavorably. I think, you know, just even she might even be thinking, um, you know, to the extent that people, um, you know, to the extent that she's trying to brand herself beyond this program and to the extent that the the branding is based on people's recognition of her from this series, she might actually be concerned now with how they're portraying her because they are portraying her as rather diabolical. Um, if you look at this right. episode, you know, Melina looks like a very nice, sweet, not too, not, not overly trusting, but still like, you know, willing to 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 maybe you know, put out some type of trust towards others, whereas Chris just looks like a scheming mastermind who's, you know, willing to throw anyone under the bus after directly telling them that they want an alliance, you know, being completely quiet. And so I think maybe Chris is worried about that editing reflecting on her in the yeah. real world. But, you know, yeah, I also think that that could... different in this episode. Chris that... is in it. I feel like her, her being was, you know, all different, but... 
I, I but I also think that that could be the edit like they're editing it on purpose so right. that when we find out who the killer is, which is also why I really think it's Melina. We think Melina is this really sweet girl, and then she's going to come out and be the killer, and we're going to be like, "What?" This whole time. All right, all you know. Right. Um, so anyway, Save let's, let's yeah, get back on. to um, the beginning. So you know, we left off with last week's episode where we see Gino's killed by the chandelier, or what it looks like the chandelier. Um, you right. know, and so they get kind of right into it. They don't really reenact it this week. Um, and you know, we see Cam, Lindsay, Chris, Melina, and Ronnie all gathered around and Giles comes out and he just, he, I, I love that they're giving him more like funny screen time because he's quite a character. And you know, he, ta- oh my God. he, he was awesome tonight. I really liked him in his little, 1920s outfit, but we'll get to that later. Um, so, so we see, you know, he gives them the obvious three choices, the crime scene, the last known whereabouts and the morgue. And right away, Ronnie decides that he's going to go, um, to the last known whereabouts and Lindsay was going to go there too. Or, or Lindsay chose that. But when he sees that Cam wants to go to the crime scene, he flips his decision and he decides that he wants to go with Cam. Now, you know, him and Melina are the, are on their um, two-person alliance and he doesn't even consult with her. He just kind of makes his own decision. And, you know, for somebody that kind of, you know, threw Gino under the bus last week, I just don't think that was the best decision for him to make because it makes yeah. him look just like he's a one-man show. He almost seems, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if he, if it's, out of his element but he almost like he seemed like almost the sweetest person left like it, it's weird to say like you know melina comes across as, but he seems almost like the least calculating he talks about being calculating but like if you look other than the the gino thing which i mean i i thought that was telegraphed for everyone like it wasn't too it wasn't it was rather obvious i think that he was going to be trying to throw gino under the bus i mean he was he went to such great lengths to feed melina that information last week this week he doesn't i mean maybe just plays things really close to the vest but he seems to be you know pretty reliant on on melina being you know truthful to him even when um even later in the episode when he when he kind of sends her over um so i i i thought you know ronnie was almost too too uh too trusting and you know that's one of the things that ended up biting him a couple of weeks in a row i actually agreed with ronnie's strategy because what i what i heard was he thought that he would be able to persuade Lindsay or chris or figure out how to get um some information out of them and he knew that cam wouldn't give him any information i I, I, am going there what's that no go ahead go ahead sorry i I, Uh, so him going there, he was like, I need to go see if what Cam is seeing is, is going to be the truth. Like, he was like, okay, I could probably get something out of Lindsay. And, and again, that plays into when Lindsay was playing both, both teams, you know what I mean, in the beginning. But I feel like his reasoning and his strategy that they pointed on was, you know, what he said was very, very strategic. And I, I will not get any information out of Cam. So let me go there and try and, like, you know, be on top of that and see what can happen from that. I might, I think I might have chose to do the same thing. And it was a very last minute reaction, right. but I, I think I was glad that he did that. I mean, it turns out he kind of missed some stuff there anyway, right. but well, you know what I mean? Like, well, that was, like, yeah, I mean, that you know, was, I think for me that same choice. Yeah. I mean, well, that was the, the issue I had with it though. Like when we were, when Virginia and I were watching together, we both thought, 
okay, this is a reasonable strategy. When he announced what his strategy was, basically, um, I don't trust right. Cam to give me any information. But then after watching the episode, he didn't do anything to try to get information out of Lindsay or Chris. I mean, he from from what we saw, he didn't even go over to the table where Cam had them segregated. Yeah. So to me, either you, or I maybe mean, we didn't see that though at all. Too. But I also because, think that he probably knew he wasn't going to get information. I right. think he was relying on Melina to get information because Melina has you know talked to Chris before, and Chris has given like little tidbits of information. But he knew that Cam, you know, Cam is very much like he likes to run the show, and he's not going to give information if he doesn't feel like he's going to give information and you know his whole thing has been to knock them out one by one so i'm pretty sure he knew that if he didn't get the information that while cam was around he wasn't going to get it you know that that was definitely the best strategy but you know he does things and he doesn't explain them to people and or at least we don't see him and so that's like his downfall because the other part of the strategy is okay maybe that's you know maybe that's the dominant strategy ignoring the fact that he still needs melina Right. With absent, you know, absent his alliance with Melina, that might be the correct strategy to allow, you know, to to, or to keep Cam from being an isolated gatherer of information. But if it's at the expense of Melina, then he's really then Ronnie is really putting himself on an island. And I think that that impulsiveness cost him this week where he kind of didn't think through the the um, the impact of it on on Melina and where that was really where that was really going to get him. Maybe he just doesn't think Melina's a threat at all. Maybe he thought she was the weakest link. Even though she was on his team, she thought that may- he thought maybe that wasn't, you know, the, the biggest hurdle to overcome this week. Yeah, I- he really wanted to align the team. And I feel like if he had the opportunity, he would have totally, like, stepped, you know, stabbed her in the back. And if he would have got information and that would have excluded Melina, I think he totally would have done it. I just don't understand, though. If he, like, he knew he was the only one going for information are going there with Cam, why did he not look at every single crevice in the room? Why was he so focused on that center, you know, like the blood marks and the chandelier? It's like you have to look all over the room. That's what Cam is doing. Why aren't you doing that? There there weren't, I mean, just in terms of pure amount of matter that was, you know, that was in the room, like there's blood on the floor. There just didn't seem to be a huge number of pieces of information that could possibly be there to be staring at the you know, I mean, and and to you know to kind of focus on where we're going right now, we're talking about you know when Cam and Ronnie go into the the scene of the crime. Um, there's there's basically a blood spatter on the on the dance floor right above um, some you know, weird looking paint. Um, the you know the rem- remnants of the chandelier, um, and then you know just the room in general, and where where Cam looks. At the, you know, looks at the chandelier, looks at the blood spatter, and then starts looking around the periphery of the room. Um, Ronnie just kind of stares at the blood spatter for what seems like minutes, and he even announces that that's his, you know, in in his post in his post game interview, um, says, "Yeah, I'm I'm looking at the blood spatter because I think there's something more there." And Cam's like, you know, Cam's interview is like, "Yeah, uh, Ronnie's looking at the blood spatter for like minutes on end, so I'm just gonna go look around the room, and he finds things." And especially because Ronnie has like when Don died with the mountain lion, Ronnie found the clue underneath, um, you know, the kitchen where where the burner was. You know, he found that small clue, but it was still significant. You know, for him to know 
you know, he's done the crime scenes multiple times. Why wouldn't he look in other places knowing, okay, the lights went out. It clearly wasn't the chandelier. There has to be something else in the room to go on. Like, I just don't know why he didn't move. I feel like he was in a risk taking mode this week and which which plays right into kind of the suggestion that he just doesn't trust Melina to be a competent partner. Um, You know, I mean, he might have just been, you know, it, it, it certainly manifested itself later when they're looking for the clue where he 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 actually says you know i got to do this i got to do this i got to do this and, you know this is my only shot of, of of staying not you know maybe melina found something and held back that something that someone else didn't see it's i have to do this myself i think he felt like he was on an island he had to raise himself and maybe he thought you know i have to do something different from what cam is doing because if i don't find something that cam doesn't find i can't win true um, right, and I think that he was convinced that he knew something that Cam didn't. And it's really, again, like, I like how now, I mean, in the beginning, they would have been, like, following each other around. And now they're really putting the divide down. Like, I found my information over here. I'm going to stay over here, and you're going to go over there. You know what I mean? Right. Like, he was convinced that this green thing in the blood, the drag, was going to lead him to, to figure out the answer. And, I mean, even what what cam found the light switch like it was more rep it was relevant but it wasn't like the oh my god moment you know what i mean that gave us the exact thing so you know they were both trying to like stick to their guns and have their own strategy and i don't think it really helped either one of them right uh, well i mean yeah I, I cam's you know what what has helped cam has been basically his multi-episode strategy of being loyal to his team um, he hasn't, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, agree. he has, from what we've seen, he has not withheld, um, anything, I don't, I don't believe, from his team. And he's had stuff withheld from him, but nothing material enough, you know, that at this point, he's still on the show. Um, and he has a three person team. And the three person team seems to be doing quite well because his two teammates are repeatedly the top two people. Okay, so let's uh, wrap that little piece up and let's go to the morgue. So we see Melina and Chris in the morgue. And I thought it was really hard for me to watch. Everyone was grossed out. I was really grossed out. I mean, yeah. Yeah, like I had to seriously look away, cover my eyes. It was just so gory. And, you know, the belly button, I was like, what is going on with that belly button? I didn't know if it was coming in or going out or what the deal was. And then, you know, they had like, it's two girls down there. So, you know, I couldn't imagine myself with another girl trying to pull something out of some guy's stomach. Like, although Chris reveals that she's the son or the daughter of a policeman and therefore knows a lot about bullet wounds, which I guess, I mean, if being from Nevada, she went to like bring your daughter to work day. And in Nevada, they like their guns. I mean, I I lived there for a couple (laughs) of years and they, they love they love their guns there, so. Yeah, so what do you... It, it was crazy that there was no talk about that. Like, we didn't see talk like, well, you do it. Well, I'm going to do it. Well, you do it. Like, it was kind of like, she was yeah. just like, okay, I'm doing this. Which well, I thought was brave of her, but right. again, I don't know that I would have started digging around somebody's belly Yeah, but I, I don't think Melina was going for it. Yeah, I definitely I, think that And seeing how Virginia two, responded, yeah, I mean... It, it, right. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like Chris is a little bit... Like, there's something about her that's a little bit of a badass. Like, she kind of, she's like a tomboy. Like, she's a cute tomboy, mm-hmm. you know? And she's gonna get right in there because I, I mean, if you're looking at it and you're, okay, like, this isn't really real, I could probably do it. You know, and I think that's what she thought. Like, I have to get this thing right. out. Let's just get in there and get it done. And, you know, 
I, I don't know. I just don't know. Like, she was in there. She shared with Melina, like, um, you know, this is what this is. It's a bullet after the fact. So I don't know what her strategy was there to kind of share it with Melina, invite her into the group. And then, you know, like you said, there was some Twitter chatter about her announcing it later that something wasn't All right. what I mean, it the, seemed. The way it was, even the way it was edited, it looked to me like... She's keeping her options open in the morgue, right? She's she's kind of floating a potential alliance to Melina. She's sharing the information. Um, then, you know, she goes back, and I think she probably figures out that we have everything after, at least after the clue, after the, you know, after the later clue um, search. You know, she says, all right, our group has all the information. They don't seem to. Um, you know, Cam found something that no one else did. I don't have, I mean, at this point... We are going to be down to four people next week. Um, you know, it's there's no reason at all to bring to bring Melina in because either Melina or Ronnie is going to get is going to get kicked off or killed this week. True. So why bother? You know, why bother wonder, bringing the the fourth? Yeah, go ahead. I wonder what would have happened if Chris. I mean, if Melina would have right away been like, "Okay, I want to join you guys." Like when Chris first mentioned it, if Melina would have been like, "Okay, I want to join you guys," if they would have all tried to go against Ronnie, I mean Ronnie dies anyway. But I would, I wonder if how it would have played out if Chris would have went back to Cam and Lindsay and been like, "Hey, we got Melina on our team too." If Cam and Lindsay would have been okay with that, or if they would have just you know mumped the word, because it did to me, it seemed like Chris was genuine when she asked that first. And then when Melina came in afterwards, it was kind of like, uh-uh, not now. Well, I she mean, was like, well, it was information, uh, and then right. she was just kind of blaming uh, on everybody else. But a lot changed. I mean, a huge thing changed, which was that her group, through Cam, That's had information cool. that no one else had. There was, there's zero, I mean, there's zero reason at all to even bring up to your teammates at that point that you solicited right. Melina. I mean, even if she was real, even if Melina had said, yes, yes. I mean, Chris is, Chris has proven herself to be a very savvy game player. Um, you know, I, I think that the route that she actually took is, is a very good route, which is don't say anything about it until you see what happened with the clue. If, you know, if Ronnie or Melina gets the clue, then you bring in Melina because that's when you want Melina. Otherwise, she has nothing to offer you, and there's no reason to even bring up to your teammates that you were being duplicitous. Well, and you know, Chris has had these. You know, when she wins the clue, she even withholds stuff from her own alliance. You know, so she definitely knows what she's doing, and I definitely think that was part of her plan today was just to dangle it out there so that it's in Melina's mind in case she gets the clue or Ronnie gets the clue. Then that's like her in. And she's been doing this for like two weeks last week she kept being like look at those ronnie size shoes oh wow look at those ronnie size shoes yeah that's that's that's, yes but 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 she's definitely you know like a playmaker she knows what she's doing and it's just you know especially when you're thinking about it what if one of the two people on her alliance is the killer also you know then someone else is gonna have to die she could need melina for something if it would have you know if the episode would have played out in a different right. way. And that and that's why I think I mean next week we're really going to see um the killer being a huge issue because you know you can you can take a huge gamble if you're Cam or Chris or Lindsay that Melina is the killer and is the killer or you know just say okay she's the killer great or you can realize that it's more likely than not that the killer is on your team. Um, and at that point, oh, you yeah. have to start considering, you know, how, what's the best way to win. Um, and so I think we're going to see some very interesting 
um, interactions. Well, I think it almost started a little bit this week because Lindsay, again, Lindsay lied to the team. And Cam and Chris were both very honest with the team. And Lindsay withheld some information again. Okay, so, so let's go like, to that. That was the last known whereabouts where we see Lindsay. She's yeah. in Gino's room. She has, um, you know, she sees the, what were those shells called again? Puka shells? No, they weren't like <laughs> coconut or I don't know. They they were some sort of they were it was a different type of lay that the killer had put um, the glow in the dark beads on that Gino did not take downstairs yeah. with him. And then we also see a note that was scribbled. And I think this was the smartest thing for Lindsay to do though because you didn't because of the way that the note was place there she only got part of it so it would make sense that if she did the pencil scratching she would only get the little pieces of steel giles and phone she didn't have to say and you'll be saved you know so that was just a little bit of information that you could safely keep to yourself and nobody could really mm-hmm. know one way right, or the other right she did a yeah, savvy kind of withholding her. rather than um, you know, some type of, I mean, we've seen some, I think in the past, some pretty ham-fisted types of withholding of information. Right, where that, Chris didn't right. tell about the stuffing right. in the shoes. Like, yeah. that was a huge one that right. put her on top. And I feel like this is what put Lindsay on top at the end of this week was she probably had the wording exactly, mm-hmm. which nobody else had. So that's how she became, you know, the, the number one saved person. Uh, and also the, the cell phone, which we didn't mention in the morgue, did we? Right. No, we, oh, we have, they did. Yeah, that's, right, that's right. pretty significant. Is that in the morgue they find Giles' cell phone in Ronnie? Or excuse me, I keep saying this. Gino's pants. Gino. Um, and you know, Giles calls it and, and sounds comically angry about them finding his cell phone. Um, it, yeah. Despite the delightful timing of it, but. And, I mean, and where did Giles call from? He was calling from the I house. I thought it was odd that they would have reception in the morgue, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, when he called, it yeah. said Rue Manor. And, you know, I think it was uh, it was a great time for him to call, though, because it was while the girls were inspecting Gino. And, I mean, how scary yeah. would that be for a they cell both, phone yeah. to ring, you know, while you're in a morgue inspecting a gross dead body? And, yeah, I thought it was it, it was good They both jumped timing. a little. It was good. Yeah, it was good. And, and yeah, then... Uh, I mean, and there was definitely like just like a, a a nice little pause there where they they were just like, oh my god, what is that? Before they're finally like, oh, better answer it. Yeah. Um. Yes. And and good, iPhone five. Good, good like. timing. Um. Okay. Bye. So after that, we get everybody together, and they you know they all know that they have to compile their clues, and they go outside, and it's a nice little yummy dessert buffet mm, and fondue. Yes, some sort of makeshift fondue. And we see Giles out there in his cute little onesie bathing suit. Fanning and his umbrella dream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was having an... It must have been his day off or something. I don't know. Because he seemed a little perturbed that he had to be there in the morning missing his cell phone. But anyway... Yeah, so he, Giles, is, he's completely going left, though. Like, I wonder if if that has any clue anywhere to do at the end. Because it's been a very distinct change in his behavior in the last couple episodes. He was not like that in the beginning. He was all business. And now he's, like, serious. You can tell his chair was wet in one of them, so it looked like he either went in the pool or had just woken up. Like, I feel like that that might be some, I don't mean, maybe not. Well, the creepy dancing last time was very, and that I thought was weird. Like, this time, you know, maybe, 
I mean, they've been there for like what seven days now, yeah. so he's probably he's it's probably his day off. He's his just like, ugh, I'm well, sick of these people already. His, although it's not his day off from his ankle bracelet, which is another thing that we did see his ankle monitoring bracelet. That's if that's it, from the first episode. He said, or his first or second episode, he says, "This is what's keeping me here is I have an ankle bracelet, right? It's it's a." It's basically what they give you know prisoners on house arrest to prevent him from leaving the grounds. Lindsay Lohan. I mean that's what that's what keeps him at least quasi under under the killer's control. Well, I mean Lindsay Lohan has, has previously broken free from those bonds allegedly where she was on that 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 ship and yeah. neither here nor there. But yeah, so <laughs> sorry about that. Yeah. Um, anyway, so you know he's out there, he's tanning. It looks like, and so we get this clue about um there's going to be some sort of lay in the cold um you know and i immediately thought of the morgue um because that's where you know cold bodies lay it was a cold yeah and they a cold bed was was you know was one of them specifically and, right uh, yeah but we get we get clues before that though we get right. that you cannot see with the walls of the site that was later wasn't it Oh, wait. Well, oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yes. Yes. You're right. Tunnel that goes to the oh, right. 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 Yes. Right. Right. Okay. Sorry everywhere. about that. Yes. yes. No, no, no. That's okay. But yeah. And I, re- I mean, it was, I mean, I feel like that was a pretty clear, you know, walls with no sight. Like they were definitely going to have some, you know, glow, glow in the dark or, you know, night vision type stuff. Um, Which I thought. Yeah, we go. I, I mean, I just thought that was pretty obvious that that was going to somehow end up being, you know, not just a clue, but a clue towards the final killing, you know, um, because it was a clue that they were oh. they were going to have to use the night vision goggles to decipher the clue towards Geno's killing towards Geno's okay, killing. Yeah, when you said final um, killing, but yeah. sorry, not the final, like the last killing. But you know, I thought since they're having to use these night vision goggles, um, you know, I'm I'm just like. Talking about how in the end Ronnie talks about um, like this, this trained monkey that <laughs> killed people. You know, I just I don't understand why they didn't add everything up a little bit better. And maybe they did, and they didn't okay. show that well, to us. I think Ronnie's trained monkey thing was basically. Um, I actually think that he and Melina were at a severe knowledge deficit this week, and they knew it. And. You know, Ronnie just was basically saying, okay, how have they filled in the blanks in the past? Right. Um, something kind of over the top. And he was trying to, he was trying to connect up the clues. That's where he thought of the monkey see, monkey do. He just connected the wrong clues. Right. If he had connected the darkness clue, um, you know, then he, he might have been able to, to actually get it. He took the monkey clue, which I think seeing lots of different trained animals um, running about Rue Manor and its grounds in the past isn't too unlikely. Right. Um, well, although, and it seemed like Cam was the only one that saw the actual, you know, the following clue underneath the monkey. But it looked to me, and again, it might be editing, but it looked to me that Ronnie got there, then Melina got there, like, with a lot of time. And then yes. the other ones followed, and it was crazy to me that he didn't figure out that clue, because I thought that clue was very, you know, sometimes yeah. I, I don't figure them out right away, but that monkey, monkey, you know, you know, like, that was a, a clear Thing. And, and yeah, I think all he had left was like, there's been a mountain lion, there's been this, there's been that, like maybe it's a trained monkey, which, you know, it's so far fetched, but it right. could be possible, you but, know? Yeah, well, I mean, that, that, that delay or the time lag between him 
between Ronnie finding that the beads and everyone else finding the beads was not editing. I mean, he says it's he was there for five. He's he's extremely frustrated. Um, they were late in the episode or in his in his interview. I can't remember which. He says though, you know, I was there for five minutes. Or he tells Melina. I mean, and it's really out of frustration after that bell after the bell rings, noting that the uh, or denoting that the other team has found the the clue, the final clue. You know, out of frustration, he tells Melina, you know. I, I'm just horrible at word games. I, I really blew it, basically, is, is what he says. You know, I was there for five minutes. I couldn't even put that together. Well, and I thought it was really great how, you know, Cam was standing over Melina, <laughs> and he, she was like, get your own clue, buddy. And he was like, I don't think they made us do this this time. You know, so he basically kind of gives a little hint that they have, like, we, we've addressed this in the past, how they can't follow each other and they can't, you know, use other people's clues. But, you know, he really kind of, you know, pulls back the fourth wall a little bit. Yeah, pulls it back and tells us, and and basically they have a little fight about how he has to get his own clue, and she's like, or, or he was like, no, I really don't, and then he ends up finding them. You know, but I just and thought he, it was kind of funny. And he again comes right out and says, "Yep, I used Melina as, as a head start, and right from where she had, I, I got it real quick." Yeah, yeah, yeah stand on the shoulders of giants. Really head start because you think about it, Melina was the last person to find the night vision to get out of the room. And then Cam, Lindsay, and Chris all went outside first. So, yeah. I mean, that to me seems like it's more than five minutes. Maybe it was five minutes. I mean, minutes can seem very long when you're rushing around and doing that stuff. But it was like for the time lapse that Melina was still in there by herself when they were all running around outside. And then to come back in and then go down to the morgue, like well, it could have been know, yeah, it could have been more than five minutes. What what Ronnie said was five minutes doing the puzzle. If you, I mean. There were other uh, portions of things you had to do in the more you had to go find the beads, you had to figure out, you know, what the deal was with the beads basically that they have um if you put them under UV right. light, you can you can see words written on or letters written on them. I mean, in some total he might have had 10 minutes, but even so, I mean, 5 minutes just alone to work a word puzzle is a lot. Like if you do the jumbles in, yeah, in the LA cool. Times, it you know. Yeah, and it wasn't like a long word. It was three words with you know, yeah. it was three short words. So I don't understand what the well, problem. I, Ronnie I mean, maybe said, I mean was... Ronnie said he's horrible at word puzzles. I mean, it's some people, you know, they just don't visualize letters. You know, but they well. have them. I mean, he could have moved I, them around. What... I just think it was probably he, he had the stress of knowing that That's he true. had to figure it out and he was just panicking, not really even focusing on it. Just like, if I don't get this, I'm out. And that's really, you know, what it came down to. Yep. It could be, yeah, it could be that he was, you know, he was, yeah. he was in the spotlight. He said, this is my $250,000 word puzzle. And nah, nah, nah. yeah, just like, you know, some people, some miss on very easy questions on who wants to be a millionaire. Cause they, yeah. He wouldn't be good on a $250,000 pyramid. Just saying. <laughs> yes. I love you, Ron. Um, you know, so then we see Cam figures out what it is. He goes straight to the great room. He opens the drawer and he finds the night vision goggles with the pistol. And, you know, and then the bell right, rings. He has to go to the library. Okay, right. right. So he goes, sorry, we already kind of got the, talked yes. on that. But yeah, so he goes yeah, to the library. He finds the monkeys. Three monkey statues. One monkey in basically covering their eyes, one covering their ears, one covering their mouth. Basically, you yes. know, just hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil. Um, and that's where the monkey see monkey do leads to. Right. Right. Which no one else went there to see. Right. Which, which to me, it's very interesting that no one, like, well, he was I, the only one. So he was the only one to get that last two steps of the clue. Right. Well, I mean, I, I think right. if you're Cam, um, you know, there's no reason to bring your team in at that point. Wait until you, I mean, because if you're, 
there's a couple of reasons. One, um, there's just the you know, just the individualistic impulse to to want to keep things to yourself, and then you can select selectively share later. But also, if you're following up the wrong way, you'd like your teammates to be able to maybe follow up differently. Right. If you have three people pursuing three potential leads, um, it's likelier that one of them is going to pan out. If you if you tell them all, hey, come with me to the library, you've got no plans B or C. Right. So, right. I mean, I think that well, was actually what, very good uh, planning. I oh, that was really interesting was was um, how quickly it changed, like team power changed. Like just to back up for a quick second was yep. in the morgue, Ronnie and Melina like, I was thinking, oh, my God, they're going to get the clue. Then what's going to happen with the teams, blah, blah, blah. And then it was like a split second that Kim came down and got the puzzle, and then their team was in power. It was really quick how the power changed stands this, yeah. this, this episode, I think. Yeah. I mean, I, although, I, you know, I, I think that it, it would have been very interesting if, if Ronnie or Melina had gotten it. I don't know that, uh, right? you know, I don't know that they were they were working. I mean, I thought that they were working very disjointedly. Um, towards that, towards the goal. I mean, I, I in, in addition to Ronnie not seeming to do very well with that word puzzle, um, you know, I don't, I maybe, and again, maybe there's some editing involved in this, but it didn't seem like he did um, very much to have a meeting of the minds with Melina when she got there second. Now we look, we see that the the other team arrives almost on her heels, um, but still, you know, they could have gotten right. together and maybe you know said let's work on this together or let's hide this a little better because melina i thought it was bizarre almost she just starts working on it right out in the open right and he had told her he said hey cover me come down here and she just kind of ignored it and went on her way doing it you know because one of the secrets or at least you know at least some some portion of the secret is that you use a uv light to look at the letters on these beads um you know when the other people come in it looks to to at least from what we saw, that they immediately saw Melina working under working on UV light to put together a word puzzle on beads. Now she didn't reveal to them where the beads were hung, but you know they've solved a portion of already the mystery just by looking at what Melina's doing out in the open. Right. I don't think they had any idea what was going on. Mm-hmm. You know, they were just like, okay, we know we're supposed to be in this room, but what are we supposed to be doing? If they wouldn't have seen her do that, they might have, you know, said, okay, it's not even in here in the morgue. Right. Now, I wonder if that was calculating on Melina's part. At that point, she says, all right, um, let me, you know, let me throw a bone to these people that say they want me on their team. Um, you know, we didn't see any any post any post wrap up interview on that. We didn't see you know we didn't see anything else that maybe. But you know, if she's calculating in her mind, um, that might be one way to say, all right, let me hedge my bets. Let me look again, like I'm not like I'm not a cunning player. Like I don't know what I'm doing. Just do it out in the open. But really, you know, help the other people along. Throw Ronnie under the bus, perhaps, and then you know proceed into the next week, which is ultimately what happened. Well, or what if she is the killer? And, you know, this is her way of, I'm not really doing anything right. I'm not really doing anything wrong. And it's giving them, the other team, a chance to kind of get the clue so that it is down to her and Ronnie. And then Ronnie can ultimately, you know, be done. Should we move to predictions at that point? Um, Well, well, no, let's wrap it. So we, we go back to, um, you know, everybody has to kind of tell their story. We see, um, you know, Melina comes in and tries to get information from the other team because Ronnie's like, well, they're not going to give me anything. They might throw you a bone. She goes in there. She's very unsuccessful because Chris is like, yeah, yeah, I'm not really going to 
do any of that. It's all Cam's information, which that is kind of how their team has been going, though. Whoever wins the information is kind of the person that gets to, you know, decide who they're sharing the information with. Like, that's always been their strategy. When Chris won the clue, she said, okay, I'll give you this information. And so... Even if she did tell Melina, okay, I might give you this information, when it came down to it, it wasn't really her information to give. It was Cam's. And Cam, being Cam, wasn't going to share his information. Although, to be clear, um, you know, I, I think that the earlier in the episode, the the approach that she took was not, I might give you some information. It was come over to our team. You know, it wasn't saying I'm representing only one portion. And I think that's, this is where, this is where Melina right. got, got annoyed. It was not, you know, it was, it, you spoke like she was being, you know, you know, hope, hopefully, you know, saying maybe you can come over to our team. When she, when she presented it to Melina, it was like, this is an, this is an invitation from our team to come on over. We'd love to have you, you get what you want. And so that's why Melina came away feeling like she was lied to by Chris. Right. And Chris didn't make any mention of what her and Melina had discussed in that Mm. time. She was just like, and Melina didn't really either. Melina wasn't like, well, you just said that I can come and now I'm coming. Like, let's get Ronnie out. She just kind of went over there, and Chris was just like, well, it's not my information to give. Why are you looking at me? Kind of thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, but that's I, always... Yeah. yeah. No, sorry. Go ahead. Well, then that's but that's kind of been what's right. been going on with you know, although Gino's no longer with them at this time. That's kind of how Gino's team has been. Like, I mean, think about to the days of Sasha, Gino, all of them. They're always coming over when Cam's team's getting the clue, <laughs> kind of demanding information, and you know, the other team's kind of like, no, sorry. Like, right. it's just kind of been the pattern. So I don't think for either of them. It's kind of out of the element. It's just how the game's been played by all of them. And, you know, this team comes and asks, and this team decides if they want to give them information or not. Because right, one team always, always has the people with the information. Ever since, I think, the first you know, episode one or two when Ronnie won with the where they killed... Um, uh, Adriana. Adriana, yeah. I mean, other than that, has there been, has there been anyone other than Lindsay, Cam, or... Or Chris, who's who's been winning each week? I, no. I I can't recall that there would be. And so, oh, when Ulysses died, that was when Gino got the clue. Yeah. But I mean, pretty. But it's been oh, the right, same right. back and, and then, forth yes, every time. Right. Yeah. Like one team wins and the right. other team doesn't. Yeah, like, and you know, so we come to where you know, basically, Melina and Ronnie are. They they know that one of them is going to die. They know that one of them. You know, or that neither of them have any information, basically just what they've saw in um, the morgue and the crime scene. And they know they have a bunch of holes to fill. Right. And so this is where we see these crazy ideas come, you know, right. from, from Ronnie, <laughs> Melina and Ronnie. And maybe that would have been the plan C if the killer wouldn't have killed him with a shotgun. I don't know. Nah, he uh, could have had a trained monkey. Well, plan C. That, that would take a lot of time. I mean, why not just make that plan B? I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna go through training the monkey, why keep the monkey? Okay. In? I mean, <laughs> sorry, okay. sorry. I'm just, I'm just saying, the monkey was a little fun. Yeah, I mean, so, you, you don't you don't hide yeah. the monkey. That's plan A. <laughs> I would have liked to see that yeah. reenacted. Don't get me wrong, but that was a little bit. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So. You- oh. Oh, so we skipped about Ronnie's reveal, which I guess really was irrelevant. At this point <laughs> it time, just seemed like he weird. Right. He was a bounty hunter. 
this episode, which, you know, from the beginning where he was saying he sold frozen food or something, like, I felt like, I feel like we all knew last week that that was what the reveal was going to be, but it was very weird to me how it didn't really play. Well, like, well like, so that he was right. the hunter and then that. I mean, I think that the strategy behind this, and and we'll, we'll proceed along very quickly. I think that the strategy behind that reveal was this: if he, if he managed to squeak by this week, he doesn't want to be seen. He doesn't want to be seen as weak, which right. he will be. He'll be seen as weak based on his merits, based on being scared for the last two weeks and seemingly out of his league, not knowing what's going on. If he reveals here, he has a he has some type of. Uh, chance of possibly getting credibility with the other three to you know to maybe bring one over or to replace himself on their team um, beyond his very shaky merits. Now well, in the end, right. right? Not only is it, hey, I've been an investigator for the last fifteen years of my life, 17. but it's seventeen. But it's also, hey, I'm sharing something with you guys that I haven't shared before, and you know, like. This should break down a wall of some sort, but it doesn't. So we see, you know, at the dinner that Ronnie and Melina are the two that get the scared card. Chris, uh, I mean, Lindsay is the one that gets the spared by the killer or, you know, she impresses the killer the most. And I really think it's because she had the most information in the note because Cam, he got the clue and he shared it with Chris and Lindsay um, you know, and basically explained everything to them and and the strands. I mean, I I, I don't rem- I thought she revealed. I thought she held back something slight on the on the shells that, that oh the glow in the dark right thing that he yeah. So she had uh, you know the most information, but I feel like they at this point don't really know um, you know why people are getting the spared or impressing the killer the most. You know, it could be like, oh, I forgot this little detail and that's why I didn't get it. So it's not really that alarming to Cam that, you know, Lindsay won. Um, you know, and so... But, and we don't know which details, sorry to interrupt, we don't know which details are more important because we still don't know what exactly is on that test. Like, somebody could have gotten seven details and Lindsay could have got six but hers were more important to what happened exactly exactly and so they don't know either so that's why it's you know even though they're withholding a little bit it's not really it it won't make or break or make them question their alliance any Um, well I think they're questioning it somewhat I mean for regardless because one person is the killer um, and I mean, I think everyone at this point has to question at least somewhat everyone on their team, not just because they're a killer, but because, you know, I mean, they know that if they were in that spot, they'd probably be holding something back. Right. Uh, okay. So anyway, so we see Melina and Ronnie, they make it through the night. They come to breakfast Looking and really happy until everybody is really, yeah. Well, it Ronnie was, looks I, super happy until Melina comes in and then he looks a little bit crestfallen. Yeah. Did you catch that stuff when you were watching it? What, what did you say? I couldn't hear you. Um, when, when they came to breakfast, Ronnie was really excited sitting there. But then when Melina walked in, he was a little bit perturbed. He was like, what? She's still here? Because he thought he made it. Oh, yeah. I got that. Yeah. And I, I actually thought when we first saw the table, which apparently I was wrong, but I thought there was only four seats at the table. So I didn't think it was going to be the same thing. Like everyone, you know, looked like they survived and then someone died. Which, I mean, clearly it was. But when I first saw the table, I swore there was only four plates. But I'm going to have to go back and watch. I'm sure I was wrong. But it was very, because I didn't think that at all. And when I saw both of them, I was like, oh, okay, we're doing this again. 
Yeah, I mean, I knew somebody was going to go home, and then you know they said the spa thing, and so so after they have breakfast, or while they're having breakfast, Giles comes. In. Oh, and it was a party theme. They had all this fun party, festive stuff in the air, and they had you know little sliders and cute stuff. So it must not have been breakfast; it was maybe lunch. But you know, Giles well, sliders are a breakfast. Don't don't. <laughs> yeah, in some parts. Of the well, Giles comes in and he tells them they're going to have a day at the spa, which I was really excited about because who doesn't love a good spa day? Mm. And you know, Melina is issued a facial. And <laughs> sorry. Trump. So Giles tells her she's going to get a facial. <laughs> Ronnie's going to get a nice hot tub bath of some sort. Cam was getting a massage. Lindsay was getting, um, no, no, I don't remember. In any event. But anyway, yes. so they're all getting different kinds of spa treatments, you know, and we hear that from Ronnie, he's like, oh, well, you know, maybe Melina's going to get some sort of facial that has, you know, poison in it. And so he's really not thinking. She was actually scared of it. Oh, well, she, uh, she, she yeah. She said, she, too, about she was scared that she was going to get some poison on her face. Yeah, but I just felt like the way that they were talking about it, it was going to be Ronnie. Like, I just knew it was going to be yeah, Ronnie. Yeah, I mean, a hot tub, I, I just had a feeling that something was going on in that hot tub. I actually was hoping for a water snake, but in, yeah. in, instead we see him being blown out. I'm actually glad it was the hot tub, because that's one of my least favorite things to do at the spa, and I was a little nervous that they were going to ruin, like, massage for me. I was like, oh, no, don't do it. Don't ruin the massage. <laughs> well, I mean, they didn't ruin breakfast for me with the mountain lion, so I'm okay with that, <laughs> but... Right. Uh, in the remote possibility. And I thought it was, it was really like Chris was going to do yoga at the spa. Yeah, we that, thought that I mean, was really cheap. Yoga is relaxing and all, but poor, that's not like poor Chris. Yeah. Spa day for me is not working out. No, yeah, v- I agree. Virginia and I were like, "What? Everyone else is getting these treatments, and she just has to go sitting there doing downward facing dog." I mean, come on. Yeah, but, that was yeah. not fair. But, but I mean, so, poor Chris. Chris got a little gypped. I have to say, I she did. Got a Although the killer needs to stay limber. Yeah. Now I don't, I'm not thinking she's the limb, the no. the killer. But anyway, so anyway, so at the end of the episode, we see Ronnie is thrown from the hot tub into some steaming water, and everybody runs out, and they got they, a floater. Yeah, he he's just floating around the pool. So I think that right. brings us to predictions. All right. Okay. Well, I think too. It's now, some in the little snippet of next week. Didn't it say that Ronnie left a note? So I'm really curious to see what's on that note. Yeah, did you so guys catch that? We did see the okay. note. We did see the note. So yeah, I think that'll. Brian actually paused it, and he wanted to kind of see well, what was written briefly, in it because we, Zyker we told us we're not going to see like spoilers in there. But I was still curious as a con- content of yeah. that note. So right. we didn't get to read it too much. But Steph, who do you think's going home next week? Um, I actually think I know you guys aren't going to agree with me on this one, <laughs> but I think Melina's going home next week. I think Melina's going home next week. I'm back to thinking that, I don't know, Lindsay's the killer maybe, and Chris is the winner. I don't know. I'm all over the place, to be honest with you, which mm. is really good because I keep changing. I mean, I was told that it was Sasha, but I think uh, <laughs> I think Melina might be going home. Okay. All right. Brian? Uh, I think Melina is the winner. I think... Uh, Lindsay is the killer, and Ooh. Chris, uh, and by Chris I mean Cam, is going <laughs> home next week. Okay. I think that um, Melina is the killer. 
I also <laughs> think Cam is going home, and I think Chris wins it all. But Melina's so sweet. She is sweet, and that's why I think she's the it's, killer. It's never who yeah, you expect. I love that we all kind of think it's like circular. We all like think one one the same and one different, uh, which is kind of awesome. Lindsay, the un, I, I still think, I mean, engineer is not a profession. There's there's types of, type of engineer. I agree, but we'll we'll see. We'll see. All right. All right well, thank you so much, Steph, for calling in. Um, thank you, guys. Yeah, it was, it was yeah, fun. Was we did cool. miss you, and we can't wait to see you next week. Um, tell everybody where they can find you. You guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at i a m s t e f c. All right. Well, thank you so much for calling. Um, thank you guys for always watching and listening to us on iTunes and YouTube. We love your comments and make sure to keep them coming. I think that pretty much wraps it up. You can find me at virginiarena.com. And, <laughs> and you can find Brian here every week. Yes. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.